Uh, Father God, we come uh, this morning uh, to worship you. Uh, You are good. Uh, You're great, God. And you have revealed yourself to us in uh, the person of Jesus. And so we come and gather as uh, your people to lift our voices, uh, to offer up all that uh, we are to you. We ask that you would uh, change our hearts and our affections, uh, move in us, uh, cause us to reflect more of your Son, Jesus, and do it for your namesake. Uh, God, we love you. We thank you for loving us first. Uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name and by your Spirit. Amen. You may have a seat. Uh, good morning, church family. Hope you are well. As you may have heard, uh, we made it back from Honduras. <laughs> hip, hip. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, there were moments when we didn't know uh, if we would make it home, but, you know, when your bus gets stuck in the mud as it's waiting to pick you up at your hotel at 2.30 a.m., you know, it can do wonders for your prayer life. Uh, but we are here and we are so glad uh, that we have the opportunity uh, to go and to serve. And this morning we want to share with you uh, all that God taught us and all that was able uh, to take place by the grace of God. You know, oftentimes people ask, James, when you go to Honduras, what is it uh, that you do when you're there? And I tell them, we start every morning with stretches uh, from Sensei Brian. That's fun. Uh, we do lots of things when we're there, but what we do not do is sit down on the job. We do not sit down on the job. Certainly, we don't sleep on the job. No, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't sit down on the job. We wouldn't sleep on the job. It's not, uh, it's not our style. Uh, we go uh, to work hard and to serve when we are, when we are there to be a blessing uh, to uh, the people at CIN, they're good folks, but uh, as you can imagine, what ends up taking place is that God does more in us uh, than, than we could ever imagine. And so we are reminded again and again and again that it is a great joy uh, to be able to go. We did build a sidewalk when we were there. We had an opportunity to learn how to mix cement uh, the old school way. You just kind of tear up the grass around you and get some bags and some water and some dirt and some gravel and Uh, You mix and mix and mix. We were able to lay down a sidewalk. Uh, A few of us had the opportunity to throw spackle against the wall. Um, I think Chris was the only one that figured out how to do it well. And uh, and a number of us had an opportunity to paint. Yep. And paint some more. Paint some more. And paint some more. Uh, but it was a great joy to be able to be in Honduras and serve. One of the great joys for us was to see our students who were able uh, to go and to serve. Uh, this morning I want to invite them, if I could, up front, uh, so you can just hear briefly from them as they share uh, some reflections, some of the things that they learned uh, when they were there, some of the takeaways that they will have. Uh, Cademan and Noah and Trent and Connor and Hollister. I think that's... I think that's all of them. Am I missing anyone? Boys, you look sharp today. Thank you, Cademan. Um, uh, one of the things that uh, I wanted them to be able to share with you this morning is, is just one reflection, something that maybe God taught them, uh, a memory that they uh, will take away, something that they'll remember their trip by. And so, uh, Cademan, I'll start with you. Noah, you're next. 
and then I'll work my way down. All right? So, Caveman, what is one? Nope. No. No, son. No. 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 I'm going to hold the mic. It's dangerous when you give someone the microphone. All right. So, one of my biggest takeaways was how powerful their worship is. Um, Whenever we were able to go into villages, we were able to sing with a couple of the families, and it was a really cool experience. That's cool. Thanks for sharing. Caveman, Noah? Um, one thing that I was impacted by while I was in Honduras was how happy each of the kids at the Life Center were to um, see us. And every time we saw them, they'd want to come and greet us and say hi. And they were always so joyful, even though uh, most of them couldn't speak English very well and we couldn't communicate very well with each other. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks for sharing. Noah, Connor? Um, one thing I learned was, like, through, like, the um, – strengthening the community and our team, especially through, like, doing, like, just working together. I felt like um, I became closer for a lot of people, especially, like, people I already knew, but also, like, um, people I don't know well, especially, like, the adults and stuff. That's cool. Thanks, Connor. Trent? Um, probably how happy everyone was, um, even, like, in the villages, how happy uh, the families were to receive a bag of food. Yeah, that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm going to cut in front of you guys, which you're never supposed to do, but there you go. Alistair? Um, I thought it was just crazy, like, how much stuff we have here. Like, coming back from Honduras, seeing, like, our neighborhood, like, and then thinking about how it looked in Honduras. Like, we are so blessed here, and those people are blessed as well, but, like, there's so much we take for granted here. And those people are still just as happy as we are with all the difficulties they had and all the um, other stuff. Yeah, at some point, one of our students said, I'm never going to complain about slow Internet again. And so, so we'll see. I, no, you, Hollister, I'm not going to mention who said that. Um, uh, Phil uh, Rowe was able to be on the trip uh, with us. He wasn't able to attend this morning, but uh, he uh, shared something about the students that I wanted to read so they could hear and also so that you could hear. Um, Phil said that I'm grateful to God that I got to serve alongside five godly uh, fathers and five amazing students. Uh, he said, Cademan prayed uh, for a gentleman named Pastor and after Cademan finished praying, the pastor said, small in years, uh, but big in spiritual maturity. Noah was a steady and consistent hard worker on the job site. He was a first in and the last to leave. He helped clean up and was always asking for what's next and how can I help. Uh, Hollister texted me multiple times throughout my time, uh, not feeling well and asking it, uh, telling me that he was praying for me and asked if he could bring me food. Uh, Connor and Trent led devotions on Tuesday morning. Uh, when their dad was not uh, feeling well. Uh, one of the reasons that I want to highlight the students this morning and that I wanted them to share this morning is because oftentimes in the church we have a perspective that children or students um, are the church of the future, and they are, uh, but they are also the church of today. Uh, and God is using our kids and He's using our students uh, to advance the gospel uh, both here in our community and around the world. Uh, I can say as a dad... Uh, I am, am proud uh, to see uh, my boys go. As a pastor, I am proud uh, to see our students go. Um, God will continue to use them uh, in the days ahead to advance the gospel uh, around the world. And so we give thanks to God's students uh, for you, for your willingness to go, uh, for your willingness to be uncomfortable uh, for a week, and for your willingness to pour in uh, to others. You reflected King Jesus. And I suspect uh, that God was pleased. So thanks so much for sharing this morning. Let's give him a hand. Mm. 
Uh, this morning, I want to invite Billy and Chris, if they would, to come. Uh, we we just want to share. I, we just want to share some of uh, what God has taught us and some of the good things uh, that are taking place in Honduras, so you can get a picture uh, of our week um, this this past week. So, Billy and Chris, thanks so much uh, for being here this morning. You're pointing at chairs. You're, you're claiming chairs. Okay, claiming chairs. Uh, Chris, I'm going to go ahead and give you the mic first. Uh, you don't have to answer first, but I'm going to give it to you first. Giving me the mic, which is which I just mentioned moments ago was dangerous, uh, but I trust you. Um, I trust you too, Caitlin. Um, just not with a microphone. Um, uh, you know, I, there, there's part of me that feels to to ask about reflections like moments after it feels like you hit the ground, uh, might, might be too soon. I mean, there's just so much that comes at you. There's so many thoughts you have, so many experiences. Uh, but, but Chris, as you think about your time in Honduras, just, just share some of maybe what God taught you, some of the experiences you had, some of the takeaways um, that, you'll, that you'll take with you. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. I think there'll be things that'll keep coming at us as, as the days go on, and uh, it's hard to, to kind of wrap it all up into one thought as uh, we're here this morning. But um, first is that they are amazing people. The Honduran people are uh, just so gracious. Uh, their ingenuity in, in the scope of all the things they have to deal with are, is amazing. Uh, I know you and I were looking at we were looking at a stove. They cook on stoves, wood stoves, and they had these these stove pipes where the, they were directing the smoke out up and out of the. Uh, their little um, houses, and it was just amazing. So, anyways, that uh, that was it. Uh, one one of the other things, what great need. Um, it can be overwhelming at times uh, as you walk from village to village, as you walk through these towns, um, and each of these sections uh, that we went to, there were different pastors that knew of these these needs in these towns, um, and they are they are the unsung heroes, really, in my mind. Um, and most of the homes that we went to, most of the people were really happy to see us, as the kids pointed out. They were, they were just so gracious that we came. Uh, they, they, were, they were happy we came into their house and, and that we prayed with them. Um, so that was a takeaway. Um, for me, and maybe I'll, that's my takeaway. Are you, you going to go from there? You have the microphone. So yeah, I do. That's right. I can I, keep I mean, going. I would keep talking I if I were thought of that. Um, uh, well, you said that uh, in in the email, I was trying to think of what your stream of thought was. What was the second thing you wanted? I don't even remember sending. Uh, well, for me, why the why? That well, we hold go? hold off on the why. I was going to say hold why. off on the why. Okay, Billy, so share Billy? share some of your reflections, takeaways, things that you remember. Um, yeah, there are a lot of thoughts. Uh, you know, having um, going and. Being there, it feels like a second home to me to a certain degree. Um, what I love about how CIN does this and, and the beauty of the church is that when people are prepared for you, you can tell. And so there's a welcoming feeling. Um, they really, I find myself um, just trying to be open-handed. And, and um, one of the biggest takeaways is that they really enjoy it when you visit, the power of the ministry of presence. Um, that, 
I can't remember. I got to go back and figure out. I'm old. Like 20, man. 2014 was the first year that that we as a church started going to Honduras, okay, and yeah. so we've been. We know, missed one because of Zika, and then and, and then two because of COVID. Two because of COVID. Um, and I've been every time our church has been, I've been, uh, and then we went once last summer. Um, I think James has been one more time than me, and he's going to hold that over my head forever. Um, um, and and it's just it's so awesome to go and how how much it blesses people when you show up, and and that um, that is a huge blessing for me to just know that that it's not about necessarily a special skill or or uh, a special anything. Um, it has nothing to do with being American or having more resources than they do, it has to do with one believer talking with another believer and sharing that, and God shows up. And and every time we go, God shows up. By the way, God is in Honduras today. He didn't, he didn't get on the plane with us and go down there. He didn't come back today. Jesus was there. We didn't take Jesus. Um, he is on the move, um, and he's growing his church, and there's some people that are really committed um, and that's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and and so one of my biggest takeaways is feeling like this is um, just I'm just humbled that and, and really satisfied that God has allowed put on my heart to go down there and just to keep going um, and seeing the the fruit of that, not because I'm I'm extra good at anything that I'm doing when I'm there. But just the the going um, is significant, and and being there. Is there anything for for both of you that I mean, you've both been before? Is there anything that surprised you this year? Um, I would say that uh, just the impact that they are having. Uh, you know, the first year we went, I don't think I know we didn't visit as many families as we visited this time. And um, so the impact that they're having is greater it, probably each year as they continue to move into communities, as yeah. they continue to make contact with other pastors in the area. So that, uh, real, yeah. real quick, we, um, oftentimes when we go on Sunday, we'll land on Saturday, we'll, Sunday morning we'll go into a local village and usually distribute food for, for about five families. Food feeds the family for, for roughly three weeks. We have contacts, or CIN has contacts with either a local leader in a village or a local pastor in a village, and so they'll connect with that pastor or that leader, and then they'll take us to five houses. And so before we get there, they might share a little bit about the family, a snippet about the family. We'll walk into the village, into into the home. Um, I mean, dirt dirt floor, uh, <laughs> incredibly basic. Uh, we'll listen to, we'll introduce ourselves, we'll listen to their story, and we'll ask them, you know, how can we pray for you? Typically, we do that just on Sunday morning, five families, and then we do a side, sidewalk Sunday school, they call it, where we'll go into a village, we'll, we'll do a program for the kids, tell a Bible story, sing songs, play, play soccer with them. This year was a little unique. We had 11 men uh, go on, on this trip, and so we focused uh, on construction and steered away from painting nails. And uh, at the Sidewalk Sunday School, and instead, we, I think five days, we went into uh, the local villages, and so 25 families uh, were, were fed, and we got to spend time with them and pray yeah, for them. That was my biggest takeaway. Sorry to cut you no, off. That's right. That's right. Anything that surprised you, or well, it, just, it wasn't a 
I, it might fit the category of surprise, but just being reminded about, um, I said in a, a sermon that I did not long ago, it just resonated with me that that the floors in their homes are dirt. And, and if it's rained recently, those floors are mud. And the um, seeing that, I mean, we it was it's the the rainy season season has lasted longer, and so where we went, it had usually rained the night before. Um, and standing in their homes that are muddy, and just being really humbled by that, and and God using that to not um, to 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 in some ways surprise me to kind of go, He feeds the sparrow, He feeds the bird, and so yes, we are blessing these people. Uh, but they're blessing us, and God is blessing us. And I was blessed because of recognizing that I'm not there to, we're not there to save anybody. We are there to meet a need to the extent we can. Um, but we're also just recognizing that God is going to take care of his people. And they're, and and I'm not sure how. I'm not sure where the, some of the people we met with were 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 disabled clearly and uh, and there was not there there wasn't it just looking walking away going I don't know what they're going to do after this bag runs out um and just being floored by that and I was surprised that having been and gone and I'm grateful that that hasn't gotten old to me that that is it stops me in my tracks every time I go yeah. and and that that's not a Yes, I'm grateful, but I'm also looking at that going, God, what do you have for us to do? There's more work to be done. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I asked uh, Phil and Dan, they couldn't be with us this morning, but I kind of asked them the same question. What are some of the reflections that you have or take away? And uh, I want to read their response if I could. Phil, Phil said, uh, uh, the harvest is plentiful, uh, but the workers are few. I praise God for our deep and healthy relationship with CIN. They're taking the gospel to Honduras. Um, they've, been, uh, they've partnered with 35 villages and local churches where missionaries like our small team can come in, bring food, and share the gospel and pray for them. We got to partner with them to bring food uh, and the gospel to 20 families. Um, they never duplicate families because there is such a great need. Uh, one family we visited, the husband had lost his, his right hand in a work accident. After, he prayed, after we prayed for them, he asked if he could share his testimony he was saved in the hospital after losing his hand and said, we may be poor, but we're happy. Uh, we saw the joy that, that they had in Jesus. I praise God for the work he's doing at the Life Center. Three years ago, when Henry and I went to Honduras for the first time, a mother dropped off her three sons on our first day because she couldn't take care of them. We saw those three boys again. They are now part of, part of the Honduras Life Center family. They are loved, healthy, educated, and being raised by godly earthly parents. Today, there are 22 kids in one uh, Life Center building. Within the next year, a second one will open, enabling CIN to serve 48 children. Uh, Long-term, CIN plans to build four, uh, four Life Centers on their 10 acres to help nearly 100 children. And we get to be uh, strategic in our partnership with them. I also was encouraged when uh, Dan shared a few things with me earlier as well. Uh, he, he said... Um, uh, when we visited the homes of these villages, each home had some great suffering on top of great poverty. A woman with seven children and one grandchild whose husband passed away from a, uh, from a heart attack a month ago. 
a couple married for 50 years and the husband lost his hand in a sugarcane compress. A mother with two daughters, one in a wheelchair with, with brain issues uh, who could not see a doctor. A husband hit by a car while selling fruit on the side of the road who's hoping that he will walk again. A woman with thyroid issues, a grandmother with epilepsy, a woman who had a stroke so she could no longer speak and a family with a child with cerebral palsy who could not speak but understood the prayers. A man with Parkinson's whose eyes would not stop weeping but had no medicine. He needs a wheelchair because he could slip on the wet floor. He said he was just waiting to die. I anticipated the poverty, but I did not anticipate the suffering on top of the poverty. When we asked what we could pray for, uh, for them, they all said health and provision for their families, but they asked if they also could pray for us. One woman even sang uh, worship songs for us, which was pretty amazing to experience. Um, as, you, as you sit this morning, uh, what would you say to our church family who are here, uh, who maybe have had the opportunity to send but haven't had the opportunity to go, uh, but they're prayerfully considering it? Um, how might you encourage them in terms of, of why we go? And Chris, you can go first, and then Billy, you can share. So um, for me personally, uh, it's a great reminder of our place in God's plan. Um, he sees all of these that we go to, all these houses, all this suffering. Um, and yet uh, in his kingdom, those people are going to be esteemed above us. And um, I was just thinking of what Dan also said, the, uh, the kids, um, he was asking some of the kids uh, what he, they would pray, what, what kind of prayers can they pray, can he pray for them. And most of the kids came back asking for prayers for their parents, either their mom or their dad, whoever was still connected with them in some small way. So they didn't ask for anything personal, and that just moved both of us, really. Um, and that just reminds me of, the reason why we go is just to, to talk to these kids and to make short relationships with them while we're there. Um, but the book of James also reminds us, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also, faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead. And I'm not saying going to Honduras is, is your work, but uh, this is obviously a way to express that, uh, to put your foot out and to make that happen. Um, it's also one of our E statements, uh, establishing a culture of joyful service. And uh, that was one of my whys. So. Thanks, wow, that was good. Um, I, I'm moved by what Dan shared, what Phil shared, what y'all have shared, um, and I'm I'm um, I'm tired, but I'm also restful and and hopeful. Um, one of the the intern that uh, was there, Danielle, uh, Daniela, Daniela, um, sat with me the last night and said, "What do you? How do you see? What's your experience here?" Um, and I said, "I, I see this as." part of why I'm here and I and I feel like I've been blessed to um, and I long for this for for anybody because because none of us are special other than all we did was say yes and say okay I'm blown away by the kid by the teenagers that went um, I'm really 
it's it's difficult for me to to find words to express how how awesome I think um, uh, Connor and Trent and um, Hollister and Cademan and Noah are uh, because we haven't been in a few years and this was kind of like a reboot trip and so uh, a lot of the people that call Christ Point home now have not were not around the last time we went and. And for them to be um, willing to go, excited to go, and just how well everybody got along. This was probably, I don't, I don't want to say it's my favorite team, but it's its really, really close. Um, I could have done another week. The way you can tell if you really enjoy it is when you go, you think about, hey, could I do this another week if we had to with the same people? And, and I go, oh, yeah. Now, they may not want me around, but uh, but I would I would gladly do that with them, um, and and I would encourage you to be able to experience that. I would encourage you. the 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 Bible says go. Um, I, you know, there there are certain things where where I I I pray I pray and I ask God to go uh, to to help me see. Um, but I think God honors movement. And I think in my experience, in my life, if God wants me to not go, the way to find out is to start moving, and then he'll stop me if I need to be stopped. I think the reverse is a little risky for me. Um, it's, it's a little risky to sit still and ask God to tell me when to start moving. Um, I, I, so there's some there, I, I, I'm just sharing from my heart that I have some... I understand people need to pray about going. I get that uh, because there are phases in our life when we need to do it. Um, but I think we need to, to err on the side of moving and then uh, and then trusting God to correct us if we need to be corrected. Um, okay, I'm not near done. I'm, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm almost done. Um, no, I, I and I'm just I'm just humbled by it. And I and the only reason I say it that way is because I know you'll never regret it. I know I know nobody ever 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 even even the guys that are that were that had a bug hit them at the end of the day no one ever regrets risking for the kingdom uh in a biblical way it, it, God makes sure that our heart and our joy is is we're, we're never the same and um and so if my 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 risk is that or my thought is that that if you if you like kind of your life the way it is and you really don't want that messed with, then I would say probably you shouldn't go, <laughs> because because God shows up and he and 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 we're never the same. And so serving with Brian um, and these guys and Phil and and Dan uh, was just a humbling experience for me. And I'm so glad that I got to go. I'm so glad that I did it. And I, I just long for that for for everybody. I really do. Yeah, and there, there's plenty of um, I, there were, there's plenty of outfits like CIN. Uh, this one though is is really exceptional in the fact that they've continued to to push into this in other countries, and I'm just really glad that we're a part of their ministry. And uh, you also, you through your giving and prayers, made this all happen. So we're really appreciative for that. And you may we're going to probably say that, but I'm just going to add to that. No, just a, a few a few thoughts um, before we close. And whenever a pastor says a few thoughts. Hunker, hunker down. Um, there, there's beauty in doing the same thing uh, over and over and over again. Uh, we live incredibly distracted lives, and and I think we love to dabble. We, 
do a little bit here and then and then pull out or tap out or get distracted or move on to the next thing. And and there is a, a beauty of sticking and staying. We've been going to Honduras now for eight years and when we first started coming there 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 was essentially a dirt. A lot of land on this this ten acres. And now there are almost two life centers, there's twenty plus children, there's there's two families, there is a thriving ministry. And it's it's cool to be able to uh, to know that that God kind of used you to be a pioneer, to go, boy, we we were here when, and and I couldn't help but think of of Christ Point. You know, we have a little plot of land out there that's just waiting for for a building. And I just thought, how cool is it that a decade from now, five years from now, who knows, a year from now, we'll be able to look and and just begin to see uh, the good work that God is doing. Um, if, if at all possible, um, stick and stay. Find, find a good thing to do and do it again and again and again and again. Uh, that is a life uh, well lived. Um, I was reminded again of the beauty of God's church. The beauty of God's church in Honduras. God's a global God. We don't, we don't have a corner on Him here in the state. God's a global God. But I'm like, <laughs> I think Billy may have said this one morning. Like, I am proud of this church. Like, I'm, I'm too young to probably say that as I look out. But as someone who's been here for almost 15 years, like, I'm just so proud of you. But you, you Christ Point, you have a reputation. You have a reputation. CIN loves you. They love you. They love you. And that's, that's come from years of faithful ministry, of rich generosity, and of sacrifice. And just as a, as a pastor, I don't know if I'm allowed to, but just as a pastor, like I'm just so proud of you. Proud of those who went, and I'm proud of those uh, who sent. We walked into one family's home and oftentimes we would ask them after a brief introduction, what would you like us to pray for? And I was, I don't know why, but one lady, she asked, when we asked her that question, she said, could you pray for a floor? Could you pray for a floor? She lives on a dirt floor. She, she wanted a floor. I don't know why it struck me funny, but um, like, I don't know what that's like. I have no idea to, to lack what seems to be a very basic necessity, a floor. She's got young children. She doesn't want them crawling on the dirt. I can't even imagine what that's like. And I thought to myself, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, we'll pray for the floor. Nothing wrong with that. And it struck me like, I hope we're praying for more. Just as a people. Nothing wrong. I don't say that to be critical of her request. I'm just going, like, if, if, if the Lord were to show up at your door and say, what are you praying for? Like, what do you want? Like, what, what would you say? 
One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To gaze upon His beauty and seek Him in His temple. And I, I just thought to myself, God, if anyone ever asked me that question, I pray that I just ask for You. Like, I, I just want God. I want God. So, so pray, pray, pray. Ask for, <laughs> ask for little things. I ask for big things, but don't ever stop asking for God. <laughs> it's funny, I, I say that, and I, I want to grow in prayer, just personally. I want to grow in prayer, um, but, but I don't know if I want the experiences that will get me there. It'd be because prayer is an admission of our dependence. And more often than not, I live like life like I'm incredibly independent. Prayer is the sense of acknowledgement that, God, I'm not in control and you are. I can't fix what is broken, only you can. We went to this home, I think it might have been the second, maybe the second day, maybe the, the first day. It was the last home we went to on this particular day. And there was a, a boy there, 14 years old, um, spe- special needs. And uh, it was it was infested by just by flies. And uh, I mean, it is like punch you in the gut, take your breath away, kind of stuff. And and you walk away, and you're going, God, if if you don't show up and do something, there is no hope. There's no hope. But, but God did. He did do something. He sent His Son into the mess of the world. And He, he promised through His death and resurrection that one day all of the crooked paths will be made straight. God promised to, to restore His creation, to redeem a people unto Himself. And I, and I walk out of those homes and I think to myself, only like Lord, you are our only hope. You are only hope in life and in death. You are only hope. I also thought to myself, there's one home that we went to. Uh, I think it was uh, Dan who may have mentioned him earlier. A gentleman had been in a car accident. He was hit on the side of the road selling fruit. We walked into his house, and his left leg uh, wasn't working. He needed to to walk, and I, it just struck me. I thought to myself, how does this family survive? I th- someone told me, I think 60% of the population makes $2 a day. 60% of the population. And I'm going, how does that family survive? And, it, and I thought, James, you have, a, you have a little bit of money in your pocket. But I thought, I don't know what the week holds. Wanted to get some soccer jerseys. Kind of going through my mind. And I'm just going... Like, how crazy is that? Like, I feel like God gives us, He's given us something. Sometimes He gives us resources. Maybe He's given us talents. He's given us something. And oftentimes we live our lives. I live my life like I want to hold on to it. Like, I had this picture in my mind of of having like 14 life jackets and being on a boat and just gripping all of them. And everywhere I look, there's people in the water. But I just, I cling to them and I go, gosh, man, I, I might need these. 
Like, I might need these, Lord. And I, and I feel like God like, just telling us, just give it away. The resources that He's given to you, like, give them, just give them away. The talent that He's given to you, give it away. Every, like, just, just give it away. The, the goal in life isn't to finish like with the most life jackets or the most stuff. It's just not. So give it away and trust that God's going to provide. Last thought, and I'll show you the video. Uh, we're oftentimes asked why we go, and we, we go for countless reasons. Countless reasons. Um, we go in part because we love CIN. John and Marissa Hernandez, how God has used them. Melvin, who, who runs the Life Center there, how God has used him. It is beautiful to see the staff there is amazing. It's beautiful to see the house parents. It's beautiful to see, to get to know them. It's, it's amazing. That's not the primary reason we go. That's not the primary reason we do mission. The kids at the Life Center are amazing kids. They're created in the image of God. They're beautiful young men and young women. I believe that God has, has given them hope and a future. That's not the primary reason we go. When we go, we experience joy. God does something in our hearts. It's a good and it's a beautiful thing. God does it all of the time. But that's not the primary reason we go. The primary reason we go is because God is great. God is great. Someone a lot smarter than me once said that missions exist because worship does not. Because we worship all of the wrong things. And so we go because our hearts have been changed by the one true living God. King Jesus has rescued us. And so we go to point people to Jesus. It's why we exist as a church. It's why we send people out. We go because of God. God is great and He is worthy to be praised. We are a sent people. When Jesus prayed for you and for me in the high priestly prayer, He said, Lord, do not take them out of the world. Don't take them out. Protect them from the evil one. And then He says, I am sending you. Right? So we are the sent people. You are a sent person. And you don't have to only go to Honduras to be sent. You have a neighbor. You have a colleague. You have a friend who lives next door to you or across from you or down the block from you or who you see at the coffee pot when you go to work on Monday morning. And God is sending you to that man or to that woman. We are a sent people who have been changed by God. And so, so Christ's point, I, I want us, I want us, I want you, I want me. I want us to live lives where we are always on the move. We're always moving forward. Billy said, like, just go. Let that be your default in life. You will not regret it.